Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So this happened in the week between Christmas and New Year of 2018, a time when most people come together to celebrate while others are so deep in their jealousy that they cannot handle anyone else's happiness. I own a bakery in my area and I've been involved in many charitable works over the years including working for Make-A-Wish type foundations. At that time I was reached out by a similar foundation to help a little girl. The girl was 12 at the time and battling cancer but her parents were barely able to cover the cost of her treatment with their income. Though young, the girl understood the condition of her parents and wanted to do an event to raise money for her chemotherapy treatments. The said event was gonna be her on her keyboard playing for the public in the local park. However, she was not confident in her talent and had thus requested if I can give away baked goods to attract the audience. The little girl had not requested a lot, just cookies, but I talked with the foundation and decided to add brownies and cinnamon rolls to help raise money. It was pretty cold that week, so we decided to have three events of two hours each in the noon when the weather is a bit warm. Much was not required, just a few tables and chairs and a big jar. On the first day, our setup attracted the few people. The donation jar had a clear label which told everyone what this whole event was about and before even starting, we had two teenagers come up and drop in their savings. The things I had made were divided into three tiers. Tier 1, donate 10 to 50 bucks for a cookie. Tier 2, donate 50 to 100 bucks for a brownie. And Tier 3, donate over $100 for a cinnamon roll. The kids had donated a total of 12 bucks and when they read the tiers, they asked for a cookie. And though it was what they should technically get, what they deserved were the cinnamon rolls, so I ended up giving them one each. Their excited cheers attracted more people, and when the main star of the show sat on her chair, the teenagers were her first audience. Many people that were donating, many were not even asking for the food, they said that they were paying to see the musical genius. This obviously did wonders for the little girl, who started playing more confidently. Things were going pretty wholesome when none other than the Karen decided to be a party pooper. She threw in a crumpled note in the jar without even informing the employee standing there of her name or donation amount before then coming to my table. Karen, two cinnamon rolls and make sure they have a lot of glazing for that ridiculous price. Me? Sure, show me your coupon. Karen, what coupon? Listen lady, don't waste my time. I have better things to do than wait here in this cold. Me, the coupon that you're supposed to get from there. I point at the table with the jar. Karen, well, they didn't give me one. It seems like no one here knows how to work. I expected her to continue arguing with me, but surprisingly she turned back to go towards the table. But soon she started arguing with them and while I couldn't hear what the employees were trying to say, I could hear her shouting about how they were scamming innocent civilians and robbing 
killing them in broad daylight. The screaming got so loud that the little girl stopped playing her keyboard, asking her parents if she, her show, was causing any problem. Thankfully, the small audience that had gathered reassured her and the teenagers from before even shared their cinnamon rolls with her. The lady walked off after a few more minutes of screaming and though we tried to continue as normal, it was clear that the little girl was a bit scared. So we decided to cut it short and have a longer show the next day. I also got to know from the employees that the Karen had not gone to get a coupon but to demand a refund of the 200 bucks she had put in the jar. But the employee there had immediately checked the note after she had thrown it in and it was a single $10 note, not two $100 notes as she was claiming, hence the screaming match. Karen was not calming down whatsoever and now she got to the point where she threatened to call the police if we don't stop this scam immediately. She ended up dialing 911 and letting them know that she uncovered a massive scam that steals money from people in the neighborhood and to please let all available units come to this location. The 911 call was not necessary because members of the local police force were already present at the event since they wanted to help us. They reassured the Karen that this is not a scam and that she must calm down. It seemed like the police officers were able to calm Karen Zilla down and she marched away huffing and puffing, red like a tomato. The next day came and things are going smoothly, cookies were sold out and I only had a few brownies and cinnamon rolls left so we decided to increase the price. 100 to 150 bucks for a brownie and over 150 for a cinnamon roll. And then came Karen again. I spotted her from far away and told the employees to be on the lookout for her. However, she passed by all the tables and instead came to sit with the audience, though she made sure to wedge herself between them so she was right in front of the little girl. Immediately I was on alert. The girl's parents were sitting near her, but you never know with these Karens. As the show went on, I saw Karen make faces at the girl, mostly of disgust and annoyance, making the girl look around meekly. Since the Karen was at the front, people were not able to see what she was doing, but the girl's parents saw everything. They tried to politely ask the woman to leave, to which she sneered and said that this was a public park and she could do anything she wanted. After about 20 minutes, the Karen finally got up and came to my table. She looked at my goods before the small board that I had set up caught her eyes. Karen, what are these ridiculous prices? You think you can put any stupid price tags on these below average goods and people will buy it? Me, yes, many people have bought it actually. As you can see, the cookies are sold out. Karen now turning towards the audience. Don't you airheads see that you are being scammed? These people are using your sympathy to squeeze money from your pockets. And you are here clapping for the noise that this stupid brat is producing. This kid is faking the illness. I know that some people do use charities to scam people, but this foundation was not unknown by any means. Also, I knew that it was not about the legitimacy, but about how she was not able to scam us earlier. MG, the manager who was assigned by the foundation to oversee this event. MG, ma'am, this is not a scam and you can look up our foundation online. Please stop creating a disturbance. Karen, I'm creating a disturbance? You should first throw away this Brad's keyboard who clearly doesn't know how to play. God, it's giving me a headache. As she was throwing a hissy fit, the audience slowly got up. While the younger ones tried to console the girl who had started crying, the adults were all throwing glares at the Karen. 
At being stared down like this, the Karen got angrier, and before I know it, she had picked up the empty tray of the cookies and flung it towards the little girl. Fortunately, her dad was quick to block the flying metal, but I knew it must have hurt. A few people stepped back from the crazy Karen, some ran towards the girl, but most were now starting to shout at Karen. She shouted back, saying how the little brat was annoying her with her crying and how they were all stupid to fall for this obvious scam. From the back of the crowd, I see a man coming towards us and maybe Karen saw him as well as she started stepping back until she reached the donation table and snatched the jar sitting there. She tried to make a run for it but the man chased her down and effectively pinned her to the ground. After the commotion had died down we got to know that the man was an off-duty officer, the team that was on duty was arriving soon and they will take care of this Karen. I did not get to know what happened to Karen, just that she was jailed for a few months. Thankfully, the third day of this event went by much smoother. We extended the event to be of 4 hours and were able to raise a lot more money. Edit, the little girl won her battle against cancer in 2019. She still continues to have weekly music sessions in the park and I attend it whenever I'm free. And yeah, ripe stars, I'm so happy that Karen got what she deserved, even though I think that Karen would have deserved a few months or maybe a few more years in jail. I'm not sure that such hateful, stupid people should roam around free in public. Anyway, if you enjoyed the story, please don't forget to like the video and maybe even leave... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The comment because that would help me tremendously. And the next one is titled Malicious Compliance. This is my dad's story and involves my brother who I will call John Smith for anonymity. So one day an officer shows up and knocks on the door. My dad answers and the officer says, Hello, is this the residence of John Smith? My dad says, yes, it is. The officer asks my dad if he was home, to which my dad says, no, he is not. Since my brother was still a youth, the officer asks my dad if he was a legal guardian of my brother, to which he says, yes, I am. The officer hands him a paper and it was a summons to appear in court for some charges against him and says John Smith needs to be in court on that date. My dad tries to hand the paper back and say, it wasn't him, you have the wrong guy. To which the officer cuts him off and says, no, I don't and he needs to be in court that day. Again, my dad says, John Smith didn't do this and you have the wrong guy and tries to hand back the paper again. What I need to add is my brother was a troubled youth who had countless run-ins with the law, so every cop in town knew him and had arrested him dozens of times, so this officer was quite happy to serve my brother one more time. He even knew exactly where my brother lived without even looking at the address on the paper. After my dad said the last time you have the wrong guy, the officer got nasty and said in a crappy tone, no, I don't have the wrong guy and he has to show up for court, if he doesn't he will be in trouble. This pissed my dad off since the officer was being so rude, so my dad says to him, okay, so this is my piece of paper then and I can do what I want with it, yeah? And the officer said, yes it is. So my dad ripped it into a bunch of pieces and threw it into the dirt. The officer then laughs and says, it doesn't matter, he still needs to be in court. To which my dad begins to laugh loudly in his face. The officer not understanding why he had a blank stare on his face. My dad then asks, 
Hey, what was the address on your paperwork? To which the officer starts looking at the copy of the paperwork he was still holding and my dad watched as a confused look came over his face. This is not even the address you had on the paper and I was trying to tell you that but you were being so rude and cut me off every time. Now look at the full name, do you notice anything? It says John Rip Smith and my son's name is John Plenty Smith. Again, you have the wrong guy. Now take your damn piece of paper and F off. The officer was shocked. You ripped my paperwork, that was an official copy. My dad again laughs at him. No, you said that was my paper and now take leak, take your garbage and get the F out of my property. And the next one is another malicious compliance story. A few years back I worked as a field supervisor for a security company. I drove patrol at night and had several accounts that I was required to check on and write a report for each night. In addition to this I would check on standing guards at their assigned properties to make sure they were okay, not sleeping and provide anything they might need. I was given a workload that was nearly impossible to keep up with each night and was always in a hurry. To deal with this I would call a guard as I approached a property that was standing and have them meet me at an assigned location on the property. There was one guard who always seemed to take forever to show up for the meeting, usually I had to wait up to 30 minutes for the guard to arrive. He always explained that he was busy when I called him, I noted this in my patrol reports to management to explain why I spent half an hour at a property I was not monitoring. I never received any feedback on this so I began showing up at this property unannounced and would search for the guard to see what he was doing. After several times of not finding the guard on property and always finding the property in almost chaos, nothing locked up, huge pool parties after hours, cars lining the fire lanes etc, I had a meeting with management to explain the situation. The manager was upset that I would even suggest that the guard was not there. I was told that if I found something that needed to be addressed when I arrived then just take care of it myself and write a report for the property. The next night I arrived and as usual could not find the guard. I conducted a full patrol of the property, shut down the usual pool party, locked all the facilities and tagged the fire lane violations. I then wrote a report explaining the problems encountered and why I was handling them. I did this every night for a week. The security company lost the account plus five others that were managed by the same property management. Subsequently I was fired for doing the job I was told to do. And yeah ripe stars I gotta say this guy took malicious compliance very far. If you have ever engaged in any sort of malicious compliance or pro revenge at your job please let us know in the comments or if you have a longer story feel free to share it on r slash ripe stories on reddit which is our own subreddit where you can submit longer stories and there's a good chance I will read them in a video. And the next one is titled Husband am I the a-hole or not? So my female 30 and my husband male 32 have a toddler together, male 4. Our property has no fence, I was inside and my husband was sitting on the porch watching our son and our son was playing on the lawn. All of a sudden I heard my kid wailing and I rushed outside. He had fallen and scraped his knee. I saw my husband head over before me which makes sense because he was closer than I was but when he squatted down to help he fainted. The exact timing is unclear, I don't know if he squatted and then fainted or fainted mid squat, I just know he was passed out on the grass by the time I got there. My husband is squeamish, he doesn't like gore and blood makes him uncomfortable, I knew this when we dated and I knew it when we married. 
He has fainted before. We dated in college and he faints at vomit as well. And he usually comes to shortly after. We have been together 10 years and I've seen him faint maybe three times, including this instance. Anyway, he passed out on the grass and my son was still screaming, so I picked him up and carried him inside. When I was dressing his wound, my husband came in a couple minutes later, angry that I left him unconscious and unattended on our lawn. We don't live in a dangerous neighborhood, we are friends with our neighbors and he was dressed for the weather because he was sitting on the porch outside anyway and we live in an area where the climate doesn't fluctuate too much so I didn't feel there was a risk of hypothermia or heat stroke. It was maybe 70 degrees and clear, which is why we let our son play outside. It only takes a couple of minutes to dress my son's wound and kiss it better so I would have checked on my husband shortly after, but my husband says I should never leave someone unconscious and unattended. I agree with this point generally, but if there's only two of us present and our son is hurt, I don't see what the big deal is. He thinks I should have left our son with him while I go inside to get the bandages and dress his wound on the lawn or take my son inside get the bandages and bring him back out to dress his wound on the lawn. I guess the last idea makes sense, but as a mom with a crying kid, I didn't think about it that deeply. Am I the a-hole reddit? And yeah, ripe stars, let me know what you think about this in the comments. Do you think that OP was the a-hole here or not? A user in the comments said, I will probably get downvoted, but you're the a-hole. I don't think you should leave someone unconscious unattended, even if it is just for a couple of minutes. That's long enough for the tongue to block their airways, and any more than one minute of being out is dangerous. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it could have been a heart attack or something more serious. You should have revived him first, as scraped knee is not as risky a situation. Comment number two, you are the a-hole, I'm telling you this as someone with first aid, you failed your husband, you didn't even check if he had a pulse and didn't call for help. You assumed he just fainted at the sight of blood. Maybe he did, but maybe he didn't, he still could have hit his head or something. As a mother myself, I get you wanted to take care of your kid's skinned knee and stop their crying, but it doesn't override the fact that you left someone in a vulnerable state. The best advice, take a first aid course if you don't know what is the best thing to do here. Comment number three, you are the a-hole. Man, you couldn't even skip the kissing it better part while your husband was passed out. You truly seem like you don't give a damn about his well-being. The last option was the obvious one and it's hard to understand why you wouldn't do that. Comment number four, you are the a-hole, a little look. Sometimes there are multiple emergencies and you have to deal with them all at once. Also, speaking as a parent, a screaming child is conscious and has an open airway, which puts them at least one better than the person that just fainted. The screaming person is not the biggest emergency if there is someone nearby who cannot scream. You need to check basic vitals before you decide how to proceed. No harm here, it's an apologize and do better next time situation. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.